Amen. That's what we're going to do. We're going to keep singing of the goodness of God. And as Rosie just said, and we're going to keep declaring that all of our life, he has been faithful. He has been, and he will be. And really, thank you to Michelle for sharing her testimony with us today, her journey. We just uh, rejoice with what Jesus is doing in the lives of the members of our church, and it's so good to hear people's stories. And so are you ready today for the word of the Lord? Come on, let's just get our heart ready. Let's just decree today that our heart is good soil for the good seed of God's word to come into. And uh, Jesus said, a farmer went out to sow, and he sowed his seed. And so today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to sow the seed of God's word, and it's going to land in the good soil of your heart. And so right wherever you are today in your home or listening, maybe uh, in your car or wherever you might be, those joining us in Canberra, welcome from Imaginations Church, and those joining us from all over, uh, uh, even in different nations, we're just grateful to be with you today. Well, our heart is open, our Bible is open, and our mouth is open. And not only is our mouth open, we know that the word of faith is in our mouth. The word of faith, we, we looked at this last week. We open our mouth, and in our heart and in our mouth is the word of faith. And we read in Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. What does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart, in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith, not the word of fear, the word of faith, which we preach. We saw last week that the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. This word live in the original language also means breathe. The just shall breathe by faith, the breath of faith. Not only is the word of faith in my mouth, the breath of faith is in my mouth. In, in, in him we live and move and, and have our being. And we used to sing this song, this is the air I breathe. Faith is the air we breathe. Faith is the word we speak. Faith is the life we live. Paul said in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, the life which I now live in the flesh, in other words, in the circumstance, in the situation, in the nasty now and now, if you will, the the life I now live in the flesh, in the world, in this current circumstance and situation, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. This is the life I live. This is the life we live. This is the air we breathe. Faith is the firm foundation that we live our lives upon. Faith, faith is the firm foundation from whence we go and come and rise up and lie down. Faith. Faith. And we read last week in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. For we walk 
by faith and not by sight. Now, this is such a, a powerful scripture because it juxtaposes faith, not with doubt, but with sight. Isn't, isn't that something? It doesn't say, for we walk by faith, not by doubt. I would think that's the opposite of faith, but not according to this passage of Scripture, not according to this revelation and the understanding that the Holy Spirit gives us. No, we walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, we walk by what we decree, not what we see. We walk by what we say, not by what we see. It's interesting because what we see, you know, the Bible teaches us that that's not what I can trust, not, not what I'm seeing with my eyes, but what I'm hearing with my ears for the word of faith and what I'm saying with my mouth. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, we do not look at the things which are seen. That's sure not where faith is. Faith is not by sight, no, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. We focus in on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. Everything I can see is temporary. And that is not where faith is. Faith is not in the temporal. It is in the eternal. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal eternal. There is sight and then there is insight. And we live not by sight, but we live by insight. We, we walk by faith and not by sight. There is what I see and then there is much, much more than what I can see. I do not walk by what I see, I walk by what I say because faith is voice activated and the word of faith is in my mouth. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, but without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I can never live a God-pleasing life without faith. Smith Wigglesworth said, I'm not moved by what I see. He said, I'm not moved by what I feel. He said, I am only moved by what I believe. We were taught for years that seeing is believing, but not when you live the faith life, not when you breathe faith. No, it's the other way around. We believing is seeing. David said, I would have despaired and lost heart and given up and been despondent if I had not believed to see. Believing is seeing. We read in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, for everyone who has been born of God, that's you and me, family, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the pandemic, overcomes the world, overcomes the lockdown, overcomes the domain of darkness. Everyone who has been born of God, everyone who has been born of God 
overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. This is the air we breathe. Our faith. This is the life we live. Your faith is your victory. Your faith is your victory. So just in these few passages of scripture, we can see today that we talk and walk and live and breathe and please God and overcome the world by faith, by faith. Now, last week, we read the account of the storm on the Sea of Galilee and Jesus asleep in the boat and the disciples there. And I want to go back and revisit that today because I want to continue the, the story and the thought from this passage of Scripture. So I'll read it again this week, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 37 through 40. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But Jesus was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, and they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Then he turns to the disciples because there were two storms happening. There was the outer storm and then there was the inner storm that was happening right now in the disciples. He calmed the outer storm with the word, peace be still, the waves and the wind ceased. But now he turns and he speaks to his disciples, to the storm and the turmoil that is working and churning inside of them. And he says to them, why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Or Luke's version says, where is your faith? Jesus looks into their eyes, into their fear, and into, the, and into their doubt, and into their worry, and into their anxiety, and into the storm. And he asks them the question, why are you afraid? Where is your faith? You see, this is so important for them to get right, because this will not be the last storm they are going to face. There will be more storms. And what we need sometimes in the storm is not just a comforting word. We need an instruction on how to rise up and live and move and go through storms and come out on the other side of storms and ready for the next one. Why are you afraid? Where is your faith? Today, I want us to look at how we fix our fear and find our faith in a storm. I want to show us today. You see, storms have a tendency to make us fearful and faithless. 
We can find ourselves in. Now, when we get in the boat and the sun's shining and the birds are singing and, and then the, the water is calm, oh, we just set out. It's a go. Let's go. Let's go. Jesus said, we're going to go to the other side. Let's go. Let's go. But then the storm, we start out sometimes full of where we're fearless and we're faithful. But that storm can hit. And that storm can stay and last and the boat begins to fill. And the next thing you know, we find ourselves in a storm, fearful and faithless. So the disciples were afraid. You know what? They were afraid that Jesus didn't care. They were afraid that Jesus didn't care. And they were doubt. They, they believed they were going to drown. Their fear said he doesn't care. And their doubt said we're going to die. And they were wrong on both accounts. They were so wrong in their fearful and faithless state. They were inaccurate. They were wrong. They got it totally wrong in a storm. We do not walk by what we see. We walk by what we say. Not what we feel, but what we heard in God's word. What they heard when they got in the boat was the word of the Lord. Let's go to the other side. So the question today, how do I become fearless and faithful in a storm? And I want to show you how. And I want to show you how with the power of your confession and profession of faith. These two words, your confession or your profession, these two words will help us fix our fear and find our faith. You know, the greatest Miracle of all. And we heard Michelle talking about it just a few moments ago. That miracle of conversion. Did you know that the miracle of conversion commences with confession? It's a confession that moves us into conversion. How powerful is that? A confession with our mouth and a belief in our heart is what transforms us out of a, the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light and life. What does that? What does that? Listen, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth. Come on, I'm, I want to show us today how to fix our fear. I want to show us today how to find our faith. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be, you will be saved. For with the heart, 
One believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth, confession is made unto soteria. This is the Greek word salvation. Confession is made with the mouth unto soteria. And soteria means salvation, but it also means some other wonderful things. It means deliverance. With the confession of your mouth, you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, and with mouth, confession is made unto deliverance. It also means preservation. It also means health. It, all, it also means safety. It means salvation, deliverance. With the mouth, confession is made unto soteria. All of these wonderful things become ours with the power of a profession of faith and a confession of Christ. A profession of faith is what takes us from death and to life, from darkness to light, from damnation to salvation. We read in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, for he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us, or one translation says, translates us into the kingdom of his beloved son. How does he do that? How does he do that? By the cross, by his cross and your confession. That's how this miracle of all miracles happens. By his cross and your confession. By his cross and your confession. By confessing Christ as Lord. Oh, the most powerful transformation that can ever happen to the human heart happens with a profession of faith and a confession of Christ. I'm talking about how we fix our fear. I'm talking about how we find our faith. And I want us to see the power of confession, a confession and a profession. Now, Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, he says, fight the good fight of faith. Come on. Fight, fight the good fight of faith. Let me read all of it. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to the which you were also called and have confessed the good confession. Fight the good fight of faith, having confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Man, buddy. This scripture, come on, this scripture, fight the good fight of faith, confess the good confession. Faith is a fight. Faith is a fight. Faith is a battle. Faith is a warfare. Faith is, is, is come on, fight the good fight of faith by confessing the good confession. You fight a good fight by confessing a good confession. You fix your fear. You find your faith. You fight the good fight of faith by confessing the good confession. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1, Therefore, holy brethren, 
partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. Consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the high priest of my confession. You know, that confession that I fight the good fight with by confessing the good confession. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. The word confession in the Greek is two words. In the Greek, it's the word homo logio, homo logos, homo logio. Confession, same homo logia word, saying the same word. Confession is saying the same thing. Jesus is the high priest of my confession. Jesus is the high priest that is over me saying what he says, saying the same thing. Homo logio, the same word, saying what he's saying. Saying the same thing he says. That's how I fix my fear. That's how I find my faith. What he said. Well, what's going on in the world? Well, well, whatever. But I'm sticking with what he said. I'm sticking with what he says. He's the high priest over my homologio, over my same word. Say, I speak what he speaks. I say what he says. If he says it, I say it. Whatever he says. Professing and confessing and saying the same thing. I'm talking about the power of our confession. I'm talking about how we fix our fear and how we find our faith. I am talking about how to be fearless and faithful in a storm, in every storm that we face. In Paul's letter to Philemon, in verse 6 of chapter 1, he says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you by Jesus Christ. Let me read it again. That the communication of your faith may become effectual, effective, how? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. I fight the good fight of faith by confessing the good confession, by confessing and acknowledging every good thing that is in me in Christ Jesus. Effectual, that the communication of your faith may become effectual. Now, this is the Greek word inner gaze. Inner gaze. When you look at it side by side with the English word energy, it looks a whole lot like the English word energy. Inner gaze. It means active, it means operational, and it means powerful. So that the communication of your faith becomes effective, so that it becomes active, your faith, the, the expression of your faith becomes active and operation and powerful. How? How does my, how do I energize, how do I energize my faith? How do I switch it on? How do I plug it in? How do I find it in a dark room? How do I turn it on? My faith becomes active and effective. It becomes operational and powerful as I confess every good thing that is in me in Jesus Christ. How do I fix my fear? In a storm. 
by confessing and confirming every promise and every provision that he has made concerning me by saying what he says. Now, let me show you exactly how this works. Let me show you exactly how we fix our fear in a storm. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Watch this. For he himself has said, okay, what's homologio? What's confession? It's saying what he says. Watch this. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, experts and scholars tell us that these simple words of Jesus are like three emphasis. If, if you read that passage in the Amplified Bible, it reads something like this. I will not, I will not, I will not ever leave you, no, never. That's how strong these words are in the original language. But let's just stick with this for right now. For he himself has said, I will never leave you, no, forsake you. So we may boldly say, are you reading it? It's right there on your screen, or you can open your Bible. So he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. I will not fear. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not. That's one of the 10 most powerful things you can ever say is I will not. I will not be afraid. I will not fear. Why will I not fear? Because of my confession, homologio, what he said. I'm not afraid because of what he said. He said, I will never leave you. I will not, I will not, I will not ever forsake you. So then I can boldly say, well, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? That is how you fix your fear in a storm. By affirming and confirming everything he says. And how do I not only fix my fear, but how do I find my faith in a... When the waves are coming over my boat and the storm and the wind is is terrifying... Jesus said, where's your faith? How does my faith become apparent and evident when my boat is filling up with water and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight or a blue part of the sky? How? How? How do I find my faith? By asserting and avowing and professing and confessing, and decreeing and agreeing with every word that has been spoken by God. I find my faith by acknowledging every good thing that is in me in Jesus Christ. I look to him, not the storm. I look to him, not the daily news to find out how my day's going. 
I mean, I am not listening. I mean, come on. Who's going to tell me about my day? Gladys, Carrie, Scomo? No, I'm going to look a little higher. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Jesus is the, Jesus, not the news, not the media, not some government leader. Jesus is all, he's writing my faith story right now. Jesus is the author of my faith. And Jesus is the finisher of my faith. He is the high priest of my confession. He is the author. He's writing my faith story right now. And I'm saying what he's saying. And I'm not walking by what I see. I'm walking by what he says because I, Whatever he says is what I'm saying. Come on, family. He's writing the headlines for me. I have my own daily news briefing. Yeah, I just, I just, I just have my own. I just look at my, I, I just open the word and I just open my mouth and I have my own daily news briefing. And you know what? All is well. When I turn on the television, the daily news ends up being the daily blues. Buddy, all I hear is fear. All they shout is doubt. Not me. You and I, we need to brief and we need to debrief ourselves every day. And we need to fix our fear. And we need to find our faith every single day. You need to be confessing the good confession as you are fighting the good fight and declaring every good thing that is in you in Jesus Christ. Open your mouth with the power of your confession. Decree your own news. Decree and make your own headlines. Local man in western Sydney chooses joy over fear. Woman in western suburbs not moved by what she sees but by what she decrees. Couple in local government area refuse fear and embrace hope. Local teenager in lockdown turns five-kilometer limit into revival zone. Family draws closer together as they appreciate and value each other with the power of their words. Oh, come on, family. Come on, people of God, children of God. Everyone who's born of God overcomes the world. We fix our fear and we find our faith as we confess God's word. I said we fix our fear and we find our faith as we confess God's word. Paul, in the last writing that we have of his, which most scholars believe is 2 Timothy, and then when you get to the last chapter 2 Timothy and you get to the right near the very last verses here's here's Paul's testimony and you think of the storms he lived and braved and you think of the, the the good fight that he fought you think of all that Paul went through and Paul is getting ready to leave this world and this is Paul's testimony looking back on everything in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 he says, I have fought the good fight. Now, he already showed Timothy how you fight the good fight. You fight the good fight by making the good confession. You fight the good fight with a good confession. And that good confession is confessing every good thing that is in you by Jesus Christ. Paul said, I have fought a good fight and I have finished the race. I didn't fall out. I didn't trip up. I didn't get over in the corner and curl up in the fetal position and suck my thumb and cry, woe is me, where is God? 
No, no, I ran the race and I finished the race. And then he says, and I have kept the faith. I've kept the faith. What's going to be your testimony on the other side of this lockdown and this COVID and this insanity that seems to just, I don't even want to talk. It just drives me crazy. That's why I stick in the good news book that Carol talked about early today. I do know there's going to be another side of this. And I want this set of me on the other side of this. You know what? I fought the good fight. I ran a good race. And I have kept my faith. My faith didn't get shattered. No, my faith grew stronger. Fear didn't conquer me. No, I fixed my fear. I found my faith because I fought a good fight because I made a good confession and I confessed every good thing that is in me in Jesus Christ. Can I pray for you today? Maybe if you'd like to, you could stand. If you have someone there in your room or your house, and if not, of course I understand, but I'd like to I'd like to pray over you today. I'd like to pray. Maybe your children are there. Maybe they're near you. Right there in your home. Right now. If you're alone, you're not alone. But if there are others there with you, we're going to fix our fear. We're going to find our faith. We're going to come through this storm fearless and faithful. Not fearful and faithless. We're going to do it by the power, the same power that takes me from being a sinner to a saint, from a man on my way to hell to a man on my way to heaven. It's with a confession of Christ and a profession of faith. And we make that every day. So I want to pray over you right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for this miracle of being apart and yet at the same time being together being kind of alone here in the church building and yet together in the church family's homes. Father, today, would you help each and every one of us to declare that faith is the air I breathe. Faith is the life I live. Faith is the word I decree, not what I see. That Lord, we're all in a storm and some right now are going through it tougher than others. And some right now, Lord, are struggling. But I'm preaching your word. And I'm decreeing, Lord, that we are making our homologia. We're saying what God says. We're saying the word you say. Lord, that word is going to help us and heal us. That word, we confess it unto our salvation. We confess it unto our preservation. We confess it unto our safety. We confess it unto our health. And I pray that word now, Lord, this word that I've spoken today would come into the hearts of men, women, young people, children, families. Oh, Lord, let life come. Let joy come. Let peace come. Let us not be moved by what we see. Let us be moved by what we decree. Let us let the word of faith rise up today. I bless every home. I bless every man and woman. I bless our church family. I bless those around the world who are watching us right now. Let courage rise up. Let faith rise up. Let us say with the Apostle Paul, I'm fighting a good fight. I have fought the good fight. I'm finishing this race. I will not be taken out of this race. The Lord, I have kept the faith. May that be our testimony, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.